Haley Loveland, Fort Collins. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. 970-775-0623. Hi there, it's Kathy from J-Day's Appliance Sales and Service. I have a maintenance tip to keep your dryer in tip-top shape. Having good clearance in the back not allowing the vent to be kinked, and check your outside vent for hot and heavy airflow. We're located at 132 East 7th Street, downtown Loveland. Call us at 970-669-1357. That's 669-1357. Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s, to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303-502-3230. Hey, this is Rod from PCs and Parts in Loveland. We're your local computer and parts repair store. We have been in business for over 18 years, and we have been fixing computers and love doing that. If you're having anything with technical-related issues, come by and see us. To reach us, call us at 970-203-0696 or go to our website at PCsandparts.com. We'd love to talk to you about your particular problems. Reasons to Own Gold. Brought to you by the Patriot Training Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank. Which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800 951 the globalists say resistance is futile. Will you choose to accept your slavery or declare your liberty? Find out how on Pac-Man and the Rev, Saturdays from 1 to 2. Sometimes the truth hurts. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything I do. I am free no matter what rules surround me. If I find them tolerable, I tolerate them. If I find them too obnoxious, I break them. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything that I do. Robert A. Heinlein. ETI is your local one-stop shop for all your heavy equipment needs. From rebuilding your components to helping manage your fleet, our goal is to make your life simple. 
Our full-service hydraulic and machine shop will meet all your expectations. We also offer free pickup and delivery. Call Jeff at 970-685-2064 with any questions or to schedule a pickup. Again, that's 970-685-2064. The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network. Day by day, oh dear Lord, three things I pray, to see thee more clearly, love thee more dearly, follow thee more dearly, day by day, day by day. Good morning. Welcome to today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez, the founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry. I'm going to begin with Proverbs 29:17. Well, actually, Proverbs 29:18 where there is no word from God, no vision or prophecy, people are uncontrolled, the people perish, but those who obey what they have been taught, what they see, what they hear, that guard the law, they are happy and blessed. I have the second verse I'm going to begin with. A second verse, Amos chapter 3, verse 3. Two people who will not, who, who cannot walk together, they can't walk together. Unless they agree on a destination and on the direction and the path to that objective. In the United States of America, the pastors of the land, to a great degree, concerning the time that we are in presently, have no vision and they walk in different directions. The consequences are the people are, are the, the the people have no vision. They have no direction with the men who are There is a verse I'm trying to remember. Every man does what is right in his own eyes. And because the pastors of the land don't have a common view, yes, they are preaching the gospel. Yes, they are building churches. Yes, they are 
fulfilling what maybe God has asked them to do. Building their, keeping their little assemblies or big assemblies alive. But they're not, most are not knowledgeable about what is happening around them in the society. What I mean by this is we are approaching a period known as the tribulation. This period of time is a time of the beginning of a hardship which is followed by an unbearable hardship. The tribulation that's coming is going to be difficult. But what follows in the following three and a half years is unbearable. The pastors of this country in the evangelical churches are, I can say, they are beginning to wake up. I really want to believe that, but I do know what Paul said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, that the evangelical churches are apostate, they have drifted off the path. Uh, they are the direction that we as uh, churches, the direction is 180 degrees from what God intended in the opposite direction. We're going backwards, not forward. We're drifting away from God rather than advancing to God and to His plan for the time, for our time. Every man is doing what is right in his own eyes. I, uh, I see it clearly. I listen to some Christian Oh, programs, I guess you can say, but, but the main thing is, I uh, here in northern Colorado, I know the spirit of what has happened, what has been happening in this, in this northern, in northern Colorado, Weld, Larimer, Boulder County. Many new churches, new assemblies, new pastors, young pastors, gifted individuals, eloquent, with the same vision that God called them to preach the gospel, to start a church. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I believe they're in the positions that they've taken, building new places to meet, 
by the will of man, by the will of the flesh, by the will of blood, but not by the will of God. There are the winds, the rains, and the floods are being sent from God to test every one of these new assemblies and the old existing assemblies. Tribulation is coming. And God is going to use the uh, attitude of the society, the people in the society, the hatred of the godless people, the occult world, and even religion. Christians who will persecute their fellow Christian believing that it's they're doing service to God. Brother against brother. Kingdom against kingdom. Nation against nation. Race against race. There is a term that uh, they use for a certain a certain type of fish. I don't remember the name of the fish, but there are tens of thousands of them that pool together and they move together. They call it a swarm. And they, they move and they stay together tight. And when predators come, they are able to move quickly to dodge the attack like a shark. And because they are knit together, the shark can't and will not try to isolate, well, it would actually try to isolate this fish and pick them off one by one by one, pick them off one by one. But they swarm together. We in the churches, I have never as uh, in my Christian life, have seen the number of prophecies that Christ predicted and the, the prophets of old have stated would take place in the time of the end, in the final decade prior to Christ's return. The prophecies are like these fish. They are swarming together. China, Xi Jinping, I believe, is busy working with diplomatically with Asian sisters to prepare the kings of the East for the war of Armageddon. Russia, through Vladimir Putin, Putin has been making Russia great. Diplomatically, Russia is... Putin has worked with nations of the old Soviet bloc, with China, India, 
nations in South Af- in North Africa and in the Middle East. Putin has prepared Russia for the prophecy of the Gog-Magog war in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Israel has begun her campaign to destroy all the terrorists within the nation of Israel and surrounding the nation of Israel. And the individual who is has been put in charge of this operation is Benjamin Netanyahu. Just like Xi, Putin, Netanyahu, from a from the time he was a young man to the present, has been under tutorship by God Himself for this present operation. And Israel will be successful. Russia will attack Israel with other nations in the Middle East, in the nation of Jordan. Xi Jinping will work with the Asian sisters diplomatically and one of the nations that he is presently working with, Japan. Japan is exiting America's dollar, petrodollar system and America is very unhappy and is unfriending Japan. Well, Xi Jinping has extended an olive branch to Japan and most of the Christians in this nation and the men in the positions of responsibility in the body of Christ are on vacation. Another prophecy the New World Order. We in the Christian community, we do talk about it. It is in our view, but it's not understood. The New World Order is simply in the West is the coming system of Antichrist. And we do know that to a degree. But the Christian people have no clear vision and understanding of what that actually means. It's very evident to me and more and more, uh, uh, more evident as time goes on that many thousands and thousands of Christians in America are beginning to realize that the United States is in the Bible. And it's uh, a little unnerving 
causes a little bit of stress, maybe even torment, to even think that this nation is the seat of the coming man of sin or son of perdition. But God has made it clear that His people, even though they are unwilling to accept the fact that America is in the Bible and that they live in the land of the coming man of sin, they are not going to be able to ignore it any longer. This could be the year. I, I estimate that this may be the year or the first part of the next 2025 we should be on the verge if not in the first half of the seven year tribulation. There are other prophecies that are happening. There is a hatred of uh, internationally the Christians. People are under attack by the countries, the different countries they live in, by Islam. War is coming to America. War is coming to the world. We've already begun the battles, the wars that Christ said would take us by the hand, so to speak, and walk us into each year, into 2024, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 2030. God is also mustering or numbering His people within the body of Christ that are have been faithful to God. They're righteous. They're holy. Their desire is to be placed where they are going to be the most useful. There is a spirit upon the Christian people and not necessarily to continue to build bigger assemblies but just the opposite to please God not to build works not to not for the sake of assembling for great the purpose of a great work but rather to please God and to be obedient to God. We Christians, we love to work. We love to be busy. We love to be active, involved. But at the expense of losing your first love, Christ must be 
your first love. Yes, you want to you want to please him by being active, but not at the expense of putting him in a position in second in a, in the second in a position um, in second place. Christ must be your first love. I realize that many Christians are having a very difficult time in being faithful to Christ. There are principles that have been laid out in the New Testament for believers. And there's a sequence. And if you understand and experience what has been presented in the Bible, in the New Testament, not the Bible, not the Old Testament, the New Testament, I have to be specific. I'll give you the steps. I, I desire, and God, His desire, is that God's children can be free so they can be at peace with God and they can be free from bondages. You must be born again. Any individual who is religious, believes in God, wants to do things for God, it's vain to attempt to do anything for God, if you are not born again, you must be born again. Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ of Nazareth must live inside of you. If Jesus Christ of Nazareth is not inside of you, you are just religious. You want to do, you want to live properly, you want to live a, a righteous life, a holy life, well, the Buddhists, the Hindus, many other religions, they desire the same thing. But they're not members of the kingdom of heaven. They're not members in His kingdom. They do not have a king as their Lord, as their God, who was crucified to free them from sin and eternal death. They're just religious and they are deceived. Firstly, you must be born again. Secondly, Christ made it clear that you, we were to go into the world, preach the gospel, and we are to baptize the people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Baptism, water baptism, and not baptism when you were born, you're a child, and you're taken before the priest, and you're baptized with water. That is uh, just a 
consecration, basically, of the child to God in his future. Baptism is the conditions of baptism. Firstly, you must be born again. Secondly, you must be old enough to understand that when you are baptized in water, and some say you have to be baptized in the Jordan River, or you have to be baptized in a river. You can't be baptized in the lake. You can't be baptized in a tub. And you have to be baptized face down or face up. It's irrelevant. The way in which a person is baptized, in a, in a sense, is really irrelevant. The person that is baptized must desire the reality of what baptism, the, re, the, the experience of baptism in a believer's life. I was baptized Catholic as a child. At 25, I was baptized because the Holy Spirit had convicted me I needed to be baptized. It wasn't a ritual it was an experience, a very powerful experience. And the reality of baptism, which I'm going to have to continue after a short break, I'll have to continue when I get back. When I return, this is the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry. Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. We'll continue in a few minutes. Any major disaster, especially weather-related, when the power goes out, can cause people to suddenly panic. Within hours, grocery store shelves in your area can be picked clean. Food supply lines get interrupted, and food is hard to find. At that point, it's too late to do anything about it. You must survive only on the food you already have in your home, or risk waiting for the government to respond while you're standing in food lines. So ask yourself, do you have enough food in your home to last for weeks or months? That's why the smart move is to secure your family's personal supply of the most reliable emergency food you can buy. Having at least four weeks worth of food is not a luxury, it's mandatory. If you don't want you and your family to end up in this situation, go to 1360KHNC.com and click on the Patriot Supply button at the top of the page. That's 1360KHNC.com and click on the Patriot Supply button. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach urban survival training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. This is Mark Hall, host of the Come Out of Her My People show here on the Roar of the Rockies. Tune in to discover why, whether it's the law of the land or scripture, what you've probably heard it says is not what is written. It's time to come out of all of that. 
If you've ever been frustrated or frightened by a cut or a nosebleed that won't stop bleeding or had an emergency where bleeding can't be controlled, you need Bleed Stop. It's a safe-in-the-wound, non-stinging, FDA-cleared powder that's clinically proven to quickly and easily stop bleeding even for severe wounds and for people on blood thinners or people with nosebleeds. My oldest son cut himself with a knife quite badly, and we had Bleed Stop with us, and we put it on the wound, and it stopped the bleeding. Bandages don't do much to stop the bleeding, certainly not if you're on a blood thinner. Bleed Stop stop works. Simply put bleed stop onto any cut or wound, apply pressure and watch the bleeding stop. Easy to apply, it doesn't burn, it doesn't sting. Take away your bleeding fear. Bleed stop absolutely works even if you're on blood thinners or suffer from nosebleeds. Bleed stop is used in emergency rooms across the country. Bleed stop only works if you have it on hand. Imagine what bleed stop can do for a serious cut. Find bleed stop by clicking on the bleed stop button on the 1360KHNC webpage. Get yours today. Holy fly paper! Join me, Jay Deplorable, for Swamp Fight Wednesdays at 5 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays at noon, right here on AM 1360. And welcome back. You're listening to the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. The podcasts for this program are on 1360khnc.com. Programs on the station. Everything is streamed always. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. The reason I, I, am, I have just basically put my notes away for the program, and my notes are simply one of the major prophecies of our time, King Solomon's stranger and the riddle in Revelation chapter 17 verse 10 the final seven presidents of the United States of America but I'm putting that aside to begin and to continue with what I'm presenting to you many Christians have never been given the principles to be effective to be free from the world and to be effective for Christ in what Christ would ask them to do for him to further his kingdom. The pastors of the land, they, I don't know. The way that the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit took me into the fellowship that I was initially involved with, we were trained in step-by-step experiences, deep experiences. 
Firstly, we had to be born again. Secondly, to be free from your sins of the past, you must be water baptized. There are so many doctrines concerning water baptism. Some people believe you have to be baptized. I've heard this. You must go to Israel and be baptized in the Jordan River. Well then, let's just exclude 99.999% of the people that become Christians that can never ever make that journey. So that eliminates baptism. Others say you have to be baptized face down. If you're not baptized face down, then the baptism is powerless or face up. Or you have to be baptized in a river. You can't be baptized in the lake. You can't be baptized in a baptismal. We get caught up in nonsense. I have baptized people. And let's say the Holy Spirit back in the 90s. I'm thinking about uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn who is in a Russian gulag and there are Christian men in there and people that need water baptism. Do you think that the guards are going to let them go out and fill up a, a little pool with water so that people can be baptized? No. God is not limited by procedure in a sense, he's interested in reality of what he has commanded us to do. I had a friend come over with his newly born again nephew. And the Holy Spirit told me to baptize that boy. Water baptize him. Well, I didn't know if it was just the uncle and the nephew and I were visiting and I just thought, you know, I can't fill up the tub. This, they're going to think I'm crazy. But I looked at the boy and I looked at the uncle and I said, Mike, the Lord told me to baptize little Dennis. I'm going to baptize him. I went and got a towel, wrapped the towel around his shoulders, poured water in his head, baptized him in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then something happened to him. And uh, within just a few days, he's preaching the gospel to his mother and his father and his aunts and his uncles and his brothers and his sisters and everybody that was in his proximity. That was the reality of water baptism. He'd been freed. His sins had been washed away. The sins of the past that it held him captive, that, were, that had power over his life, had been washed away and were now in the waters of baptism, powerless, never to raise and come out of the death waters again. The Lord, I realized we are way too complicated 
I baptize other people in the exact same way. This is what would have to happen in the prisons, in the gulags in Russia. You don't have access. You have a half a cup of water. But having the reality of what baptism is and the reality of what water will do and how sins can be taken into the waters of baptism and remain there and the person is free. There are people, Christians in this country, they have generational curses. But if they are truly water baptized with the reality of what baptism does, the night that I was baptized, I don't talk about this publicly. I never talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it today. It's time. I'm an alcoholic. I'm addicted to drugs. And I have a spirit of a whoremonging spirit on my life. The night that I was baptized, I knew by revelation the Holy Spirit told me, you must be baptized. I was so convicted that I tried, I was living in Longmont, Colorado, I tried different, three different times with Pentecostal churches in the vicinity. And every time something happened and it, I, I, I couldn't make the appointment, I couldn't get a ride, I had a car, but my car was, was uh, I had problems and it wouldn't, wouldn't run. It'd get me 30 miles an hour down the road, but I couldn't go anywhere. But I was so convicted that a friend of mine was in Berkeley, California, and I have a friend, and I asked the friend, do you think I should go to Berkeley and be baptized? And she said, yes. I hitchhiked out. That was on a Thursday. I was there on a Sunday. The friend's little assembly that he met with in Berkeley, California. And I didn't know, I didn't know if they were even going to have baptism the night, of the night that I got there. And sure enough, the night that I got there, there were about 10 of us that were baptized on the Berkeley, in the Berkeley, uh, the, uh, they have a little, at the entrance to the Berkeley campus, they have a little pool, a fountain, and I was baptized there. That night, I don't know what happened, but after I was baptized, I felt completely clean. Now, at about midnight, I'd gone to bed, I was sleeping on the floor, with a group of, there was about 30 hippie kids in that, uh, that uh, it was a um, fraternity house that the church had rented, and it held about, uh, it would hold about 30 people. Well, I'm, the bedrooms were packed with long-haired, drug-addicted, uh, hippies. Well, all of them were born again. They were born again believers. And most of them had just 
been recently born again and they were excited about the about the Lord. I went to bed and about I don't know half an hour later something attacked me and it felt like somebody took a 660 cable and stuck it on my forehead and it uh, the 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 sting or the shock was so great I sat up I thought somebody had attacked me with a hammer I sat up and everybody was asleep and I'm looking around thinking what was that the Holy Spirit said go back to sleep I said but Lord what was that go back to sleep and I'm still trying to and I'm wide awake I'm just thinking Lord somebody tried to kill me go back to sleep so I thought well but I had to think about it for like five minutes something just tried to kill me the demons came out that night while I was asleep I never had a problem with alcohol drugs or sexual cravings like I'd had before the demons were out you may think this is strange odd weird crazy whatever it's not the story it is the experience the experience I had through water baptism the demons were out I never went to I didn't have to go to a ex, an exorcist I didn't have to go to anybody and ask them for prayer over alcoholism I have a friend in northern Fort Collins he's had to pray over people that have that have been alcoholics for 30 years they were afraid that if they gave up alcohol they would die from the shock the physical shock of going sober in a in a instantly and the lady was free or people in drug addiction or people that have these whoremonging spirits well that's how I know Christians can have demons because I had three of them and I had been a believer for a little over two years and I had even in times because I was involved with witchcraft I was able to astral, astral project and I would actually leave my body turn around and look at myself and I could see the demon well I didn't understand because I wasn't biblical biblically uh, I didn't really study the Bible I didn't know anything that was in the Bible I didn't not until two years after my conversion did I start reading the Bible but in the years following I understood what had happened I had these spirits I couldn't control them I decide I've got to stop drinking it's too expensive and I would smoke more pot but I couldn't I couldn't tame the whoremonging spirit
But I did not go to anyone to cast these things out of me. They came out the night I was baptized in water because the demons knew they had no power over me any longer because my sins were in the waters of baptism. This is not a doctrine. This is a reality. And this is why for years I have been asked the question, can Christians have demons? Can demons actually live in them and control them to a degree? Each person, there are some people, the demons of alcoholism are so powerful, the demon controls them. They are possessed and they die at a young age from alcoholism. Drugs. The demons are so powerful, they cannot be free from the addiction and they die of drug addiction. There is a thing called a spirit of lust. It is a spirit that takes over men or women. And you have to be, that spirit has to be bound and cast out. So can Christians be controlled to various degrees by demons? Yes. Now, you must be born again. I would recommend you be water baptized. If you were part of my assembly, I would ask you if you've been water baptized. If you haven't, you would be baptized when you decide it's time. Thirdly, this is the tough one for Christians. You must... The word that is used is you must make a commitment. I'm trying to think of the exact word. Consecrate yourself to Christ. And the night that I was baptized, each person, there were about 10 people. I didn't have an idea of what this was all about. But I sat and watched each of these individuals go up and before they would stand on the, the little wall on the pool on this fountain at the Berkeley campus and they would give a little testimony. I, my mom always wanted me to be baptized in water and I've never been baptized but tonight I'm going to be baptized in water. And they would baptize him. And the pool was only two foot deep. And then the next person, he would give a testimony. The third person, a testimony. Then when it came time, when it was my turn, all I knew instinctively was one thing. And this is what I said to these individuals that were there. It was documented. They all heard it. And the demons and the angels and God himself heard it. I have lived basically the first 25 years. I've done what I wanted to do. But from this point forward, I give my life to the Lord Jesus and He can make the decisions for my future and whatever He wants 
it's acceptable to me. That is consecration. I have no idea what consecration was at that time. But Christians are very, people are very afraid to make that commitment to consecrate themselves, to basically take your life, put it in God's hands by faith, in full trust, and say, Lord Jesus, you know my future. You know what you have in store for me. And it is, could be very unnerving, uh, frightening, which it was. It, I didn't think about it. I just said, Lord, whatever you decide for me, whatever I give you the rest of my life, I am consecrating myself to you. And whatever you decide, amen. I trust you that much, Lord. Whatever you decide, okay. Many of you that are listening right now, you've never consecrated yourself to Christ. You have never taken that next step. You have never by faith, believing that God would only do what is the very best, making decisions on your behalf that are the best for you, those around you, and for Christ and His kingdom. You have never made that step. We're going into tribulation. We're at the doorstep. I would say that you, if there was ever a time to consecrate, put yourself in God's hands, it's now because never before in your life have you are you have you ever needed more mercy i hope i'm stating this correctly you're going to need more mercy in the days to come than you've ever needed you're going to need to trust christ like you've never trusted him before you're going to need the reality of who he is you're going to want and you should desire to experience His authority and power not for any other reason than to be pleasing to Him. What it means, consecration. You're like the sacrifices that were put on the altar. And the altar you're going to be burned. And everything that these sacrifices in type did, as they were consumed by the fire, they were not, they were, you know, like with the, the fatted calf or with the sacrifices of bullocks. No one got to enjoy anything of that creature other than God Himself. And that creature, the only thing that would go up was the smoke. And this, the smoke going up was only for God's pleasure. There was no pleasure for mankind, just for God Himself. This is what it means to consecrate yourself to God. You and your life 
all that you have, your future, the decisions you make are just for the enjoyment of God Himself. Only Christ gets to enjoy. As you're consumed by His call on your life, and as He directs you, and you allow Him to steer you day by day, He is the one who gets to enjoy the smell of you being decreasing. He increases, you decrease. This is what consecration is. I know people that I've worked with, not many, that have consecrated themselves to Christ and they have lived their lives for Him. And even then, it's difficult because you have so many strategies of the devil to try to destroy you and to bring errant thinking, errant doctrine into your life. You have to be diligent. You have to be aware at all times. You must consecrate yourself. Whatever God has designed, desired for you, it's acceptable. It's acceptable. Because He's going to do something with every even negative experience, strange, odd experience, things that you cannot imagine. Cannot imagine. God causes it and will cause it. He promises to cause it to work together for good. But we have to trust Him. This matter of consecration, to consecrate yourself, you have to be, number one, free. I needed to be free from the demons that, that ruled my life for two, as a Christian for over two years. As a Christian, I'm a whoremonger. As a Christian, I'm an alcoholic. As a Christian, I'm a drug addict. I can't get away from drugs. Thank God I didn't get into the cocaine world. It wasn't anything deep. But it was the course of the age at that time. And God spared me from, from uh, the real powerful addictive drugs we'll be back for the second hour in a few minutes rick rodriguez this is clay with wagner electric company we're out of greeley we're here to promote our generac and cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs we're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. 
My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. You can hear the roar, the roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out. 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. This is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. This Christmas, experience the magic of Rocky Mountain Freeze-Dried. Our artisan freeze-dried ice cream crafted by our local Colorado company brings a unique twist. Ice cream that doesn't melt. From classic vanilla to exciting cookie dough, our crunchy treats melt into velvety smooth joy. And for a nostalgic twist, try our puffed-up candies, perfect for gifts and stocking stuffers. Visit RockyMountainFreezeDry.com and unwrap the extraordinary. Ho, ho, ho! Tejibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TehiboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TehiboTeaClub.com. As 1360 continues to grow, we want to know what our listeners think. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us your feedback. Go to 1360KHNC.com and hit the contact button and give us your thoughts. 
J-Day's Appliance is an independent local appliance dealer focused on Main Street, not Wall Street. We offer top brands at great prices, service and parts to help you keep your current appliances running. So think outside of the big box and think independent and save at J-Day's Appliance. Located at 132 E 7th Street in Loveland, Colorado. Or give us a call at 970-669-1357. You can also visit our website at jdaysappliance.com. That's the letter J, daysappliance.com. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network. Day by day, oh dear Lord, three things I pray. Welcome to the second hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Monday, I'm sorry, uh, Monday through Friday, 2 to 3, I host the Present Truth Program. Then on Sundays, 9 to noon, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. And podcasts for these programs and the others, the other hosts, are on 1360khnc.com. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And I um, have a request I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate everyone that is supporting me. I appreciate your support. Thank you. Also, your prayers. There are always, with any any ministry, to be successful, there must be adequate prayer. Any assembly that uh, is really, I like to use the word, that is truly going to be used by the Lord, that is ordained by God. All these churches in northern Colorado, I don't believe they're all ordained. I believe it's business. I believe that these churches have sprung up so that uh, wherever there is a new subdivision taking place or, or, or whenever they're building a new subdivision, churches are going to spring up. The 15th Baptist Church, 
the 23rd Pentecostal Church. The, it's something's going to, there's going to have a title. The uh, 52nd Shepherd Church. Whatever. I kind of mocked because it just, it, it is grieving to the Holy Spirit when men and families example I have a friend that was a vineyard pastor a couple of friends actually and uh, one friend told me that if John Wimber gave you his blessing and prayed over you and anointed you as one of the new family members of the new pastor of an assembly you were going to be successful and it was true ordained by the will of man another friend told me that once you became a pastor a vineyard pastor there were to be successful they had a list point one two to twenty whatever and you just followed each point you would be successful it was true and with all these little assemblies that are springing up here in northern Colorado Weld, Larimer, Boulder County by the will of man then you have a pastor who's or, or somebody whose dad has been a pastor well that means he's going to be a pastor too by the will of blood then you have others who they want to have a congregation of 1500 people because their retirement begins they get to store for retirement by the will of the flesh but I say this something is coming to test every one of these new assemblies and the people that are in the positions of authority because I don't believe I believe 90% of them are not from God there's other motives other reasons but not of God and time is going to tell Going back to the first hour, I finished by talking about consecration. There are three things. You must be born again. You must be water baptized in reality, that you have the reality of what water baptism is. It's not a ritual. It's not just so you can say you've been water baptized. No. There is power and authority behind it if the person, the individual really truly desires the experience the real experience of what water baptism is and that they know that God has commanded his children to be water baptized so that the past sins can be left in death waters and the sins cannot harass haunt have power over them in the future 
This is what happened to me the night that I was water baptized. The power of the flesh, the whoremonging spirit was gone. The alcohol, the spirit of alcoholism, the spirit of drug addiction, all three of them were dealt with. And when these spirits left, they did gang up on me and try to kill me. And I, it felt like a million volts. I don't know what a million volts hitting you in the brain feels like, but that night I know it was whatever. It, got, it hit me to the very depth of my being. And the Lord didn't say anything except go back to sleep. Then about six weeks later, I'm reading in Corinthians, Grave, where is your victory? Oh, grave, where is your victory? There is none with Christ. Not, there is none with God's children that are born again. And then, in that same set of verses, sting, the, the sting of death. There's no victory with the grave, and the sting of death is powerless. When the demons came out, they, that was the sting of death that I experienced. They were trying to kill me. These spirits know your future. The devil knows your future. The devil knows how you've been gifted to in your service to God. And it's a uh, threat to the devil. He will come to kill, steal, and to destroy. We always have to, we believers have to be on guard all the time. There's no such thing in uh, warfare where you let your guard down. Now, with along accompanying after baptism, you have to consecrate yourself. Give yourself to the Lord. Whatever the Lord decides is best for you and for His kingdom, you agree to it. You say, Amen. And by faith, nothing will shake you Nothing will keep you from moving forward with Christ. Even the harshest of situations won't hinder you, won't stop you, won't bring your Christian life to a halt, a standstill. There'll be no going backwards, no retreating. There'll be no uh, uh, being AWOL, Absent without uh, AWOL. What's that? Uh, absent without uh, leave. Now, with consecration, this is the part that people, many Christians don't understand. You, when Jesus Christ, when He died on the cross, it brought death forever to Him, except what Pilate and the religious world of the day didn't realize. They didn't understand resurrection life. And yes, the cross took out everything negative, and through the cross, sin was made powerless. The blood that was shed washed away sin. Now we 
have the blood of Jesus Christ to wash away all of our sin. But we have a nature that now needs to be crossed out. There are people who are very arrogant. Christians I meet, some of the most arrogant people I meet are Christians. Because, and they're arrogant like that. I remember being in California. Arrogant, arrogant people. There are people who are very strong-willed. People that are uh, lazy, that are timid, that are weak spirit, in the soul psychologically, that are they have a humility. There are some who are very humble, but not it's not the humility of Christ. It's self humility. All of this has to be taken to the cross. It has to be crossed out. People have natural empathy. That needs natu anything natural has to be taken to the cross. What is natural has to be crossed out. Your natural empathy, just like your natural righteousness, is nothing but filthy, filthy rags. Our nature has to be brought to the cross, has to be crossed out, and replaced with, you think you have humility, self-humility? It, it would make Christ vomit. He doesn't need your self-humility. It needs to be crossed out, and you need to have that false humility replaced with the true, hum true humility. You want to, you, you are people that are arrogant, take that to the cross, and I'll tell you what, as Christ deals with their, they think that they have a right to be arrogant because they have maybe wealth or whatever it may be. Even the wealthy have no standing before Christ. None. He doesn't care about the wealth of a Christian. He may give it to you to train you, to teach you, to assist him in his kingdom. He doesn't need your wealth. And those who are poor, they have a spirit of, well, woe is me, woe is me. That needs to be taken to the cross too. Because Christ can take the poor and elevate them to positions of honor. And he can take wealthy people, wealthy believers, and put them in positions of honor also. But then again, on the other hand, he may move them to positions where they will be humble. The cross has serves many different purposes. And I know that in my own life, with my disposition, I know that Christ would take me into these experiences where I, He would have to deal with certain strengths that I may have and uh, areas where I'm too timid. And uh, we're all... We all have something or many things that need to be crossed out. 
and then God will replace what has been crossed out, what will be productive for you and for Christ and His kingdom and for the people around you. Paul was not a humble man, <clears throat> was not a humble man, but he became the most humble. And in, in his humility, he became one of the greatest individuals that had been used by Christ. Moses, in his self-humility, when he was when he as in nature what was crossed when his nature was crossed out he became a great leader but he didn't didn't mean that he still didn't have that quality of humility so we do need to be crossed out what we are we need to let the lord deal with us Now, on the list, I had to make this up as I, during the time here on the program today, this is not the direction I went, I wanted to, I planned to go. But every week I just say, and even as I sat down here at the console, I just thought, you know, Lord Jesus, I don't know what, you never know what is the most important the only way you can know is by faith just being obedient to the direction that the Lord might take you and the Lord just told me many there are many people who really desperately want to prepare themselves for the coming tribulation spiritually speaking I'm presenting to you what you can do to prepare from the spiritual point of view now, practically speaking, that's, that's something that I, we on the station, <clears throat> we have many advertisers that can help you there and assist you there, programs that can assist. But spiritually, then number five is there is this matter of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. When I met the Lord... My prayer, excuse me, my prayers were what I thought was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because I would pray and God would answer prayers. I assumed that was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, um, but in 1991, there was an individual, Del Franklin, came to Longmont was a, a guest in one of the little uh, Pentecostal churches in Longmont. Try to remember the name of the fellowship. But he came and he had been in he was going to be Tuesday through Saturday Tuesday through Saturday. And I met a gentleman on the street. He invited me. I told him I would come. So I went Friday, Tuesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. My wife and I, I think we went Friday and Saturday. And through the whole week, his name was Del Franklin. 
uh, Tuesday night, I he was talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He was a, a missionary in Canada, way up north with the Eskimos, a lot of alcoholism, drug problems, suicide, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, divorces with the Eskimo people. Just the same is happening down here in America with the white people, black people, brown people, Hispanic people, with the uh, all the races. And he talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the things that he would do to help these people so they could be free from their bondages. And I asked him, I said, I, after, at the end of the meeting, he'd finished praying for people, and I just went up, introduced myself to him, and asked him, I said, Del, uh, uh, can I visit with you tomorrow morning? What do you, what do you, where are you staying? Are you busy? He says, no, I'm just going to sit in my motel room and wait for the service tomorrow night. So I visited him on Wednesday morning, and I told him, I said, you know, I don't know why I just felt to come and visit with you. I, I have a question for you, but I don't know what it is. But he told me story after story about the miracles that God would perform for the Eskimo people. Well, he had a little, a little assembly, and there were young people, children, and uh, he said it's a winter time. One example. And there were three, two little girls. They lived kind of at the edge of the city, and everybody walked where they were going. And it was a mile away, and the it was like uh, 40 below. And the girl said, well, we're going to go to church. And the mom said, no, no, I, I don't want to really get out in this cold. I don't want to start the car. I don't want to take you, and I don't want to have to pick you up. And they said, oh, well, okay. Well, they put their coats on, and they walked. And they prayed when they left the house. They knew how cold it was. And they just said, Lord Jesus, put a bubble of warm air around us because we want to go to the meeting. And so here they go. Well, they were getting ready to start the service and some woman, one of the uh, members, was looking and here come these two girls walking down the street and they have their coats in their hand. They took their coats off, and they're just laughing, and here they come, and this woman is screaming at them, you're going to get frostbit, get your coats on, You are you crazy? And they're looking at this woman like she's mad, and the girls went in, and there's a big ruckus, why didn't you have your coats on, it's 40 below out there, and the girls just looked at everybody and said, well... Mom didn't want to bring us to the meeting, but we wanted to come. And we just told the Lord, Lord, put a bubble of warm air around us so we can go to the meeting. And she said, and as we're walking, we got hot, so we took our coats off. The Lord put a bubble of warm air around them as they had asked. This is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling this audience, you may understand it, you may not understand it, but... This giftings that God gave His believers in Revelation, I'm sorry, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul discusses the giftings of the Holy Spirit.
Miracles is one of them. And we are going into, we are moving into a time, we are in a time presently where the children of God who are adamant and they are clear on their desire to serve the Lord, you're going to need miracles. You're going to need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I asked Dell, we he saw it and gave me he, he sat there on Wednesday morning, gave me testimony after testimony after testimony about the things that God would have him do that he did do and uh, after about an hour I he told me for an hour testimony after testimony the young girls he told me another one about a, a six foot six Eskimo uh, individual that was uh, addicted to alcohol and drugs and antidepressants and all these matters. I know we're getting ready to go to the bottom of the hour break. I'll begin the story. No, let me finish. Let me tell this story when we get back after the bottom of the hour. But after about an hour, all of a sudden, I had a thought. And I said, Dell, now I know my question. What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And he's been telling me about how he's been using the baptism, working with, firstly, an Eskimo group uh, halfway in the middle of Canada to the western side. And then eventually he is sent to an outpost way up north, which was even more difficult, more suicide, more depression, more. And this is where he meets this six foot six uh, Eskimo who is addicted to everything under the sun. We'll discuss that because it's important for you to understand the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a gift that God has given His children for many reasons, especially to protect yourself. We'll be back. A lot of radio stations can boast about having two, three, even 500,000 listeners. But what they don't tell you is that their average listener only listens for four minutes. And if they're listening to music, they're constantly changing the channel. Same old boring commentary. Or as soon as a commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer, a lot longer. We have some of the longest continuous listener minutes in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial as soon as a commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss one second of their favorite programs. Advertise with AM 1360 KHNC and have your message heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. We have the best rates in Colorado. So call us at 970-587-5003 or 1360KHNC.com.
My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. Hello, everybody in Northern Colorado. You're all looking good. I knew you would. <laughs> Keep listening to AM 1360, the roar of the Rockies, the best station ever. What type of financial advisor are you looking for? A lot of advisors work for some great companies that offer good products, but are they taking a close look at what truly matters to you? Most advisors are unfortunately one-trick ponies and come at you with the same strategy no matter what situation you are in. Most of the time, your advisor isn't even reaching out to you to review things and has no desire to actually build a relationship with you. You want to work with someone who's going to hustle their butt off and compete for you and make sure that you are maximizing your hard-earned dollars. I will work day and night for all of my clients and do everything in my power to deliver the best service possible. Reach out to me, Joey Jaquin, Joe Jaquin son, someone who is going to compete for your business and truly aligns with your conservative values. You can reach me at my personal cell, 602-909-9048. Again, 602-909-9048. This is Rick Rodriguez. Christ said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Join me on Sundays from 9 to noon for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program on 1360 AM KHNC. Welcome back. Podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. And contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, Post Office Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And I will tell the story now of uh, Del Franklin and this six foot six Eskimo gentleman that was addicted to painkillers and antidepressants and so many things. Before I do, I would uh, like to ask you if you would pray for me. I am. I've been. Uh, put in a situation where I have to make some decisions about some very important matters and I need clarity. I really need to be clear on what God is asking me possibly to do. If it is not God, I don't want to have any part of it. But if if it is God, then I need clarity. I'm going to need wisdom we all need wisdom daily on everything and everything and every matter. 
but I, in this situation, in this matter that I'm speaking of, that I cannot, I cannot uh, uh, talk about, actually. It's just something I'm considering. I pray I need wisdom. I need clarity. And I always go to what it says in the Proverbs. There are many devices in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord that will stand. I need counsel from the Holy Spirit in uh, a situation. And without God counseling me, I don't do anything. The counsel of the Lord that will stand. I have many devices in my heart. I have many thoughts. I have many considerations, objectives, plans, desires. But I want God's counsel. I need His God's count. I need God's counsel on a certain matter, on many matters. It may not be just a matter. It may be many matters involved with uh, a matter. So if you would pray for me, I need clarity. I need a clarity and a direction. And uh, in God's plan that uh, the Lord has in my near future, I'll mention this probably once later in the next hour and probably through the next week or two. But I do need prayer. Okay, now, first that we have to be born again, water baptism. We need to consecrate ourselves. And if you haven't listened to the first hour and listened to the program up to this point, go back to the podcasts or go to the podcasts, Olive Tree and Lampstand podcast on 1360khnc.com and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Consecration. Then after consecration, you need to position yourself at the foot of the cross so that what you are by nature will be crossed out and you will be transformed into what God intended you to be. Then, nextly, uh, this matter of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is where I didn't know what the gifts of the Holy Spirit were. And I met a man, an individual, Del Franklin. This man was, uh, this brother was a man without any guile. No motives. All he wanted to do is further God's kingdom. He was Pentecostal. And uh, I was at a meeting in Longmont, Colorado. And I uh, asked if I could visit him. I did. Visited him one Wednesday morning. He's explaining things to me. And he tells me about... He's up in... Northern Canada, where you don't have any light for three months, 
I don't know what the... I guess it's pretty much dark all the time in the winter. And he said he was in the... He said it was just a small, maybe a big one-room building, which was the church. And he said there, there was a basement, and he was downstairs. And he said he heard the door open upstairs, and he could hear this bump, 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 bump. And they were real thick oak or wooden floors, two by two by two wooden floors and you can hear people walking so he went up introduced himself to this this huge man and he said uh, hi I'm, I'm the pastor of the church Del, Del Franklin how can I help you and this man says he says you he says I uh, she said I heard that you can cast out demons Dale said yeah he said who'd you hear that from he says well some of the people here in town told me that I have demons and uh, I, that you can cast them out. Dale said, okay. He says, so they say you have demons or you, you think you have demons. He goes, yes, I know I have demons. Dale said, how do you know you have demons? He says, I have two of them and they talk to each other all the time. They never shut up in my head. They're always talking and they're driving me mad. So he says, so I, I have to drink a quart of whiskey and I have to take all these drugs so that they shut up so I can sleep. Dale said, okay. And he said, I heard you can cast them out and I want you to cast them out of me. Dale said, well, okay. So he said, I just began to pray and I laid hands up, I laid a hand up on his shoulder and I began to rebuke the spirits. And um, I had my eyes closed and I finished the prayer and I knew that I'd commanded them to go. They had to leave and they were gone. So I opened up, I opened my eyes and looked up at the man and he's just standing looking at me. Dale said, uh, did they leave? And this individual said, no, they didn't leave. And they're laughing. Dale said, they're laughing. He goes, yeah, they're laughing because you don't have any power. And Dale said, Dale was only like six foot ten. I'm sorry, Dale is five foot ten. This guy's six foot six. Well, Dale said, it just upset me. He said, so I laid my hand on the guy again and I began to pray. And I bound them and I just took authority over them. And he said, all of a sudden, I hear this bam, this big, loud thud. The man had fallen over backwards like a board and hit the ground and just made this, just a big boom. And he said, he's just laying there totally unconscious. And I'm looking down and I'm thinking, oh my goodness. He's probably got a concussion. I need to probably go call the doctor. And he said, all of a sudden, he opened his eyes. He looked at me. He sat up, and I said, no, no, just, just stay down. Stay down. Just rest. He didn't say a word. He just sat up, got up, walked out the door. And I looked, and he said, he is 
going down the street kind of wobbling as he walked away from the building. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I hope he's okay. I don't know what to think. I went back downstairs. He said, 30 minutes later, the door opens. This big thump, thump, thump. He said, I walked upstairs and here this Indian man was, or this Eskimo, standing there with a, with a box, a wooden crate in his hand, in his arms, and he went over to the table and set him down. And he picked, he reached into the crate and said, this I drink in the morning, it was a, a fifth of whiskey, this one I drink in the after, in, at the night, he said, he reached in, grabbed a bottle of pills. He says, this here I take for depression. This one I take for anxiety. This one I take for some other situation. <clears throat> this one I take for who knows what. And he said, I don't need them anymore. And Dell said, what? He goes, I don't need them anymore. The voices are gone. And Dale said, well, well, wait a minute. You can't, you don't want to just stop taking these prescriptions. You want to talk to your doctor. He goes, no, I don't need to talk to my doctor. I went into the doctor and told him what was going on in my head. And he said, well, you better take these. You better take these. You better take these. You, you, he, he said, this box was full of pill bottles, alcohol. He said, I don't need it anymore. And he walked out. This is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So, I went Wednesday night to the meeting, Thursday, Friday and Saturday, my wife and I went. Saturday night, at the end of the meeting, my wife leaned over and she said, I think you need to go up there. I think, I think you need to have him pray for you. And uh, I said, well, okay, but I'm not going alone. You have to go with me. She said, okay. So we both went up, and I was the first one in line. He prayed for me. And then I closed my eyes. I'm waiting for lightning, thunder. I'm waiting to fall down. I'm waiting for some kind of hot flashes. Uh, I don't know what I'm waiting for. But I'm just standing there, and he quit praying for me, and then he went down to the next person, to my wife. And then I just had a thought that he had walked back to see me. Well, I opened my eyes, and sure enough, he was standing in front of me, and I'm looking down at him. And I looked to the right, and all the way down the front area, people were laying on the ground. I'm thinking, whoa, I've only had my eyes closed for like a minute, minute and a half. And all these people are laying on the ground. I thought, well, maybe he did one of the wave your hand type of thing and everybody just fell over. But no, it was probably 20, 20 minutes later. And it seemed like it had been a minute and a half, maybe two minutes. And he's just looking up at me. And he said, Rick, the baptism of the Holy Spirit isn't a feeling. It's not voices, flashes, it's not uh, anything like, you know, falling down, a feeling. He said, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is received by faith. 
Well, coming from a fundamental background, I know that everything we do is by faith. And I understood it. Oh, he said, you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit by faith. And boom, that was it. Well, from that point forward for the next year, things would happen that are unbelievable. Because I had received the baptism and the Lord took a year to imprint these experiences into me. They were real. They are not like the experiences I had when I was in the occult, reading people's minds, astral projecting or, re or remote viewing. It wasn't uh, healing by the power, latent power of the soul and through demonic forces. This was different. This was pure. It was holy. And it was God. And the Lord wanted to make sure that I had experienced everything I was experiencing and having the understanding that I was operating under the direction of the Holy Spirit, not under what I wanted or what other somebody else wanted or the spirits of darkness wanted, but only under the direction of the Holy Spirit. And all these experiences, God had to imprint this into me so I knew the difference between the reality and the counterfeit. I say, that with the war coming, those who have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, have not been trained um, to use them in a proper way, either, either way, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the gifts that God has given He's not going to repent of what He has given you. We all have abilities, giftings. And He's not going to apologize for what He will give you. Some have a gift to speak in tongues and interpret in tongues. God's not going to apologize for that. Others have the gift of miracles, the gift of healings, a combination of abilities in the spiritual giftings. God's not going to apologize for that. God has called each of us for a specific purpose, for His glory. And I, I emphasize for His glory. Not that you will be glorified. Not that you are going to be recognized. But that God will be glorified. And in the process, if He, like Paul says... They were to give honor to whom honor is due. Yes, God will put us on display, put us in places, and people will thank us for our help, our assistance. And we, you know, not in a, a non-religious or a... We don't have to be religious and not accept the thanks and the appreciation from people that we might assist and help. We do. We are to, you know, uh, people want to thank us. We want to be gracious. But at the end of the day, like I remember uh, John Leffler 
listening to him in Denver back in the 90s, he said that, and he basically gave me the thought that we need to be gracious with people that help us. But at the end of the day, at, at the end of the night, or the end of the day before we go to bed, we know we always have in our our understanding that it was it wasn't us. God used us. We are happy God used us. But the glory really and all appreciation goes to the Holy Spirit, because without Him we can do nothing. So I had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it has been a great blessing to me. As well as the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I also have the experiences of the abiding in the vine, having walking, having Christ live in me, tabernacle in me, I tabernacle in Him. It's a different experience than the gifts of the Spirit. The giftings are for warfare. They are for warring with the powers of darkness. This is more objective. The abiding in Christ is subjective, is so that you mature in your Christian walk. And then as you're maturing in your Christian walk, you have the weapons of your warfare so you know what to use, how to use these weapons, these abilities, when, how, and where. Because the whole body of Christ is going to need protection in the time coming, even now. Not just in the time coming, every day. There's a war, a battle taking place daily. So, fifthly, you could say there's the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The next one would be the matter of, which is tied into the, uh, to the, uh, uh, the uh, being consecrated, which is also tied into positioning yourself at the foot of the cross. That is, the abiding in the vine experience. That is living in Christ and letting Christ flow through you by transforming you, by uh, conforming you to the image of Christ so that our humility is genuine, our love for Christ is genuine, our love for our the children of God in the family of God is genuine and for the love of mankind is genuine. It's not a phony. There's nothing phony to it. There's a power, a reality to it. Then uh, also, um, <clears throat> you know, with humility. Uh, we, we, I had a friend that was Pentecostal and he was very, very kind, very gentle, very... But I realized he was very humble. But I realized that his humility wasn't God. It was he was just naturally by nature very humble. 
And it's a great quality. But the Holy Spirit has to take that self-humility to the cross, cross it out, and bring back that humility with the... With the uh, it has to be uh, not conformed. It has to be the, the humility of Christ, not of your nature. The humility of your nature is a uh, soulish, uh, uh, it's a soulish quality, and the soul in the Bible is likened to honey. And you can have people that are so sweet in themselves that they're kind of, they kind of make you, uh, like it says, too much honey will make you sick. It will give you a tummy ache. Too much of the soul can give you a tummy ache. But a lot of the Holy Spirit in a person that has been conformed to the image of Christ that is a healing balm for your whole soul. Not just your tummy, but your whole being. Remember, every... And I would ask you, because we're... We're going... We are in a war. God is mustering the people that truly want to be part of this army that uh, Matthew talks about. Matthew says in Matthew 16, the gates of hell will not prevail against the builded church. The church that is able to stand, the church, the members of the body of Christ that have allowed their roots to go deep into, into the things of God, their loyalty is to the Lord. Oh, I don't have a way to explain it. That are faithful. That are righteous. They must be righteous. Holy. There can be no guile. There, they, they do nothing for personal gain. They are what I call very safe to be around. Because they want nothing that is not theirs. They are happy and content with the portion that God has given them, that Christ has given them. These are the people that you want to be around that will not betray you because if they betray you, they realize they will betray Christ. That will not uh, do anything to bring shame to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be back in the next hour to finish out today's program. Rick Rodriguez, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. ETI is your local one-stop shop for all your heavy equipment needs. From rebuilding your components to helping manage your fleet. 
Our goal is to make your life simple. Our full-service hydraulic and machine shop will meet all your expectations. We also offer free pickup and delivery. Call Jeff at 970-685-2064 with any questions or to schedule a pickup. Again, that's 970-685-2064. Hey, this is Rod from PCs and Parts in Loveland. We're your local computer and parts repair store. We have been in business for over 18 years, and we have been fixing computers and love doing that. If you're having anything with technical-related issues, come by and see us. To reach us, call us at 970-203-0696 or go to our website at PCsandparts.com. We'd love to talk to you about your particular problems. You can hear the roar. The roar of the Rockies. 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out. 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. This is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. All of your electronic devices can be severely damaged by lightning bolts and power surges. Even worse, an EMP attack can destroy everything, leaving our technology-dependent society with no technology. But don't let that be you. Go to EMPShield.com and put KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield is an electromagnetic pulse, solar flare, and lightning protection system made to protect you and your electronics. Again, go to EMPShield.com and type KHNC in the promo code box. EMPShield.com. Hi folks, Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe Show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you could invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily, you're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this, there's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. 
Go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888-Y-REFI-24. You can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25%. Just call 888-Y-REFI-24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them Joe sent you. Hi, this is Tammy Cuthbert Garcia with Naturally Inspired Radio. Tune in Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. for the latest in natural health news. Get real solutions for healthy living and hear from our inspiring guests that are leading the way in health and freedom. This is Tammy with Naturally Inspired Health Network. We created a group with real solutions for healthy living. Providers with products and services we trust. Need pain relief? Christy Sullivan, Vitality for Life. Want acupuncture? Debbie Ireland, Touch of the East. Looking for a medical doctor? Dr. Sharon Montez, Living Well Health Group. Solutions for health insurance? Wendy Scipioni, MPB Health. NaturallyInspiredHealthNetwork.com. Connecting people with real solutions for health. Bleed stop. Clinically proven and FDA cleared to stop even arterial bleeds. Pour it into the wound, apply direct pressure, and clotting occurs in seconds. No stinging or burning. Minor cuts or major wounds. Bleed stop is a must for first aid kits, backpacks, and trauma bags. Find Bleed Stop by clicking on the Bleed Stop button on the 1360 KHNC webpage. Products and prices listed on the KHNC website are 20% off the regular Bleed Stop website prices. Get yours today. Tell me. Welcome to the third hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. And podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. Contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado. 80502 
Okay, now I think I had better get to today's program. Well, I've been taking care of today's program, but I haven't been able to get to my notes. So let's go with this. The prophecies that are taking place, the... I'm trying to... Let's see. I'm going to do this in a different way. In 2017, I was asked to uh, speak at a gathering. It was a weekend conference with uh, started I think on Thursday through Saturday in Denver with many different speakers. And I had two times to present, two times to speak, actually. And so I had to choose what would be the, not the best, but what would be the most important things to speak on. One of the two programs was on Revelation chapter 11, the two witnesses, the two corporate peoples, Jewish and Gentile people that are born again. The two witnesses are not two people, two religious Jewish prophets. That is not what the Bible says. That is what is the interpretation by so many people. They're Elijah, Moses, uh, John the Baptist. No. Two corporate people that are born again, Jewish and Gentile. And there is a collective, thousands of Jewish believers, thousands of Gentile believers who stand before the God of the earth. This is the body of Christ. The body of Christ is made up of two peoples. And... These two witnesses in Revelation 11 are born again. They are not religious Jews out of Israel. They are born again people. These born again corporate groups have the giftings of the Holy Spirit that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 12. They operate in the giftings to cause fire to come down out of heaven. And also, they have the experience of abiding in Christ. As Christ said, He did nothing that He didn't see His Father do. That's the quality of these two witnesses. Whatever they see God do as they, desire, as they feel led, bring punishments on the world, they will. The time of their testifying is for three and a half years, the first half of the tribulation. They are martyred in the second half of the tribulation. It says three and a half days, but it's not three and a half days, it's three and a half years of persecution. So that was the first program that I felt was important. 
And uh, as is the case, it was it went unheard. People didn't understand. They didn't see it. And they won't see it. If God, if the Holy Spirit won't open the eyes, then it will go unseen, unheard. The Christian people are open to things they shouldn't be open to. They are closed-minded to matters that they should be open to. The Lord is not going to dispense revelation in a common way, in a natural way. Dispense revelation just to dispense revelation. That is not God's way. God will dispense revelation, insight, vision to people whose, heart, whose hearts are right who really want to know the truth, that aren't so prejudiced in their view because of their doctrinal background, these type of people God won't visit. You have to be, we have to be uh, not flexible, we have to be teachable. If you're not teachable, the kingdom of heaven is not yours. So that was one program. The second program was the matter of Donald Trump in the Bible. Nobody wants to hear it. Everybody wants to argue. They don't believe my interpretation. They... Uh, just don't want to hear it. It's okay. Again, God does not dispense revelation in a careless fashion. That is not His nature. He invests with revelation, with vision, He will invest only in people that are going to return, that they're in which there's going to be a return. Some people, he gives five talents to, they come back with ten. Others, two, they come back with five. There are those that have one that bury what they have. God isn't going to dispense insight into his kingdom unless there's going to be a return, and he'll dispense it to people who are teachable, who don't know it all, not steeped in religion, religious thought, ancient religious thought. The thought of the teachers who think they know certain scriptures and they don't. But everything is tested. So I presented that Donald Trump is in the Bible. He is King Solomon's stranger. 
in 1 Kings 8. And I'm going to... This prophecy is just about... It is a prophecy that is almost concluded. It's like like going to dinner and you're 45 minutes into dinner and the dessert is about to be brought to the table. The conclusion of that dinner is almost over. Prophecy has a beginning. All prophecy is time sensitive. Just like court documents. Time sensitive. And it's during the time when these prophecies that are being played out, that time period is very important for the believer because the believer can make adjustments in that time period. After the prophecy is concluded, it's over, There's, you've wasted time. You can't gain that valuable period back. Donald Trump is in the Bible in the Old Testament. 1 Kings chapter 8. This is the day that, ded- that Solomon dedicated the temple. I can't go through the whole chapter. The chapter is pretty complete. Solomon dedicates the temple. His father built it, but Solomon dedicates it. He thanks God for giving his father, his heart was, his father's heart, King David's heart was to build the temple for God. And Solomon says that God can't be contained in a temple. This was a miniature example of the king of God's heaven in God's heaven the Shekinah glory is radiates through the whole heaven but here the Shekinah glory dwelt in the temple on the the mercy seat and at the same time, this there had to be sacrifice because of sin. Solomon says that the children of Israel are commanded to obey God's word, His laws, but they're not going to. And hardship will come, but if they repent, pray toward the temple, God will restore their land. Then they'll fall away again. But if they pray and ask God to forgive them and pray toward the temple, God will again restore them. A cycle of Christians sinning, repenting, sinning, repenting, sinning, repenting. But with the blood, shed, shed blood of Christ, yes, we're going to sin, but there's no condemnation. We can repent and continue our Christian walk. Well then, after he's 
toward the conclusion of his address to the children of Israel, he also speaks some, out of nowhere. He speaks, he looks into the future. He looks to the year 2017. And he's speaking of something that's going to happen in 2017. Now he says in verse 40, 1 Kings 8.40, God wants to reveal who He is to Israel, to the nations. God wants... The Shekinah glory is the expression of God. And the Shekinah glory wants to be displayed, put on display, viewed by God's children and by the nations. So Solomon says in verse 40, well, with verse 39. So with each time that the children of Israel violate their covenant with God, he says, listen from heaven where you live. Forgive, act, and repay each person according to all their conduct because you know their hearts. You alone knows, you alone know the plague in the human heart. So Solomon is saying, Lord, you forgive. Do this, and as you forgive, do this so they may revere you all the days they live on the land that you gave to our ancestors. Verse 41. Also, and Solomon is asking God, he says, listen also to the stranger or the immigrant who is not Hebrew, isn't from your people, Israel, but who comes from a distant country because of your reputation. In other words, this individual comes and is familiar with the reputation of the God of Israel. And because he will hear, and they will hear, of your great reputation. Solomon is expressing that God, the reputation of who he is, is going to be international. They will hear of your great reputation your great power, your outstretched arm. When the stranger or this immigrant comes and prays toward this temple, it is a prophecy that Donald Trump fulfilled on May 20th, 2017. He is in the Bible. Now, for the audience I'm going to say, Again, from this point in your life, do not forget what I'm going to tell you. God will not dispense insight. He will not dispense vision and revelation in a careless manner. He will not do that. 
for those that are listening, don't say in your heart, this is, this is nonsense. Because you will not understand the prophecy on the day that King Solomon dedicated the temple. There was an individual coming, an immigrant, someone who was not Hebrew, a stranger that would come to Israel. I'm sorry, not on the 20th, on the 21st, second, the 22nd of May, 2017. Someone was going to come, King Solomon said. And when he comes, Solomon says, Lord, when this individual comes and prays to the temple, Donald Trump, he said, listen from heaven. In other words, listen, Lord, from your heaven where you live and answer and do everything the immigrant asks. Answer his prayers. This is Solomon praying for Donald Trump 3,200 years ago. Solomon is prophesying to the children of Israel. They didn't know what he was talking about. They're thinking Solomon is cuckoo. Who's a stranger? You can't allow strangers to come to the temple area. Are you crazy? This area is only for the Hebrew people. When he comes, listen where you live. Do everything the immigrant asks. Do this so that all the people of the earth may know your reputation and revere you as your people Israel do. And recognize that this temple I have built bears your name. Donald Trump recognized the national symbol the great religious symbol to the nation of Israel. He came and prayed toward a temple on the 22nd of May, 2017. The first thing he did when he went to Israel, his first foreign tour. Donald Trump is in the Bible. He accomplished exactly what Solomon said would happen. Before Donald Trump visited Israel, Donald Trump had to do something in the plan of God before Israel. Donald Trump had to visit all of the children of Ishmael. He had to go to Saudi Arabia. Donald Trump had to go and visit the uh, seed of Abraham in the flesh, the children of Ishmael, Saudi Arabia. And there King Solomon invited all of the leaders from all of the Arab slash Muslim countries, North Africa, Middle East, to be there. Donald Trump is a born-again believer. People fight me on this. It's all right. Fight me all you want. But Paul said that we're, you are to examine yourselves to, be, to see if you are of the faith. 
Firstly, you have to examine yourself to see if you're born again. Secondly, you have to examine yourself to see if you're living the Christian life. So it's a life of examination. I've examined Donald Trump. I don't care politically. This is not a political... Not talking about politics. I'm talking about a man who God said is going to come and pray toward the temple. It didn't say he would pray on the temple mount. Solon makes it very clear. He says, this individual will pray towards the temple. Why? Because the temple mount, that area, would not be really available to go to to pray. Solomon was praying right there in the face of the temple. It's dedicating the temple right there on the temple grounds. I don't know how far from the Holy of Holies he was speaking from. But this stranger has to pray at a distance away from the temple toward the temple. And this is exactly what happened on the 22nd of May 2017. But again, going back, Donald Trump, this stranger was the king, as a King James would phrase it, of a great end-time empire, the United States of America. He would be the president of the United States of America, and the way that he would visit the children of Ishmael is he would arrive on 747, on the presidential plane. And when he arrived, they parked the plane... and extended the stairway, brought the stairs up to the plane. Donald Trump, Melania, they come down the stairs right onto red carpet. This king, this president, was treated like royalty by the sons of Ishmael. King Solomon, they treated him with the dignity of a king, the honor, the respect. Once this prophecy is completely finished and Donald Trump is no longer in the presidency or in the politics of this nation, the Christian people will see it, then they will understand it, and they will understand they missed a great prophecy because no one understood it, no one explained it to them, and they wouldn't have believed it probably anyhow. We'll be back in just a few minutes and finish out today's program. I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code KHNC. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. 
My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love my slippers that I'm extending my 60 day money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to mypillow.com, use your promo code to save $90. KHNC. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. The Blue Dragon Spa is a man-friendly spa with women bringing their husbands and significant others in for pedicures all the time. Men's feet hurt, too. Don't forget. Blue Dragon Spa, 1811 Hover Street, Suites A and B, Longmont, Colorado, 720-680-0492. The Podesta emails. Epstein Island. Hunter's laptop. The 2020 stolen election. What truths are they hiding? Find out this and more on Just Informed Talk Radio, weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m. Hello, friend. I'm Jeremy Sladen, the head coach and founder of the Warrior Mind, Body, and Soul Experience, or Warrior MBS for short. There's a good chance that you're looking to level up with some needed improvements in your physical, mental, or spiritual life, or maybe you need a complete reset in all three. Either way, there has never been a better time for you to make this move, and here's why. Because the world needs you badly right now. Our culture is in full-scale attack mode on what it even means to be a man. Testosterone levels have dropped by 50% since the 1940s, and true masculinity is retreating into these pathetic spaces. Now, all this gender bending has men questioning who they are and how to fulfill their sacred roles in life as fathers, husbands, and community leaders. Warrior MBS is all about unlocking and unleashing these kinds of men. Go to warriormbs.com to check out the program and set up a live chat with Jeremy today. Again, that's warriormbs.com. If you're not listening to Swamp Fight, you're just not listening. Join us here in the swamp Wednesdays at 5 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays at 12 noon right here on AM 1360. Well, the last 30 minutes of today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program, I'll give contact information just before we leave. Now, Donald Trump fulfilled King Solomon's prophecy concerning the stranger in 1 Kings 8, verse 40 through 43, perfectly, to a T. Donald Trump prayed at a distance toward the temple. He didn't pray at the temple like Solomon. He goes to, he comes, lands two days earlier to visit the sons of Ishmael and the whole Muslim world. Jesus Christ has a representative 
to the Muslim people, to the Arab nations, to the 12 children of Ishmael. Lawrence of Arabia, T.E. Lawrence, he fulfilled prophecy in the 1917, 18, 18 roughly, in uniting the Muslim people. These are the names of the sons of Ishmael by their names according to the generations. The four, firstborn of Ishmael, Nebejoth, and Kidar, and Adbeel, and Mibsham, and Mishma, and Duma, and Massa, Hadar, and Tima, Jitur, Naphish, and Kuduma. These are the sons of Ishmael. These are their names by their towns, by their castles, twelve princes according to their nations. These are the years of the life of Ishmael, one hundred and thirty and seven years. And he gave up the ghost, died, was gathered unto his people. They dwelt in Havilah unto Shur, that is, before Egypt, as you go toward Assyria to the north. And the prophecy given by Abraham, to, or by God, concerning Ishmael. God said to Sarah, the wife of Abraham, You will bear a son, indeed. You will call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an eternal covenant and with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, Abraham was praying. He didn't know how Sarah could become pregnant and because uh, she was 90 years old. He's 100 years old. How is he going to have a child? So he asked God. He said, uh, uh, that Ishmael might live before you. But God said, no. Sarah is going to bear Ishmael and the covenant will be with... I'm sorry. Sarah will bear Isaac and Isaac, the covenant will be with Isaac. But as for Ishmael, I've heard you. Behold, I have blessed him. I will make him fruitful. I will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget. I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac. So Donald Trump is meeting with the twelve sons of Ishmael, the king, the head, the head leader of the sons of Ishmael is King Solomon when Donald Trump visits Saudi Arabia, Riyadh, Riyadh. Uh, on the 20th of May 2017. God is going to visit all of the nations. All of the nations. Including the prophecies about Ishmael. Ishmael, many of the children of Ishmael will be in the millennial kingdom. The problem that Donald Trump addressed was extreme terrorism in the Muslim countries. And Trump said, if you don't deal with terror, this extreme terrorism, they will destroy your country, your people, your children, and you, the leaders. 
He was representing Christ from a position of a, as a civil servant. Donald Trump is a civil servant. He's not the priest of a theocracy. He's a civil servant. Nevertheless, he's representing God through his relationship with the Holy Spirit as a believer. Don't have to believe me. God will not waste revelation. He will not waste vision, insight. He won't. The closed people in the churches that are not teachable will not receive the vision they need to receive to help them. Then he flies to first flight from Saudi Arabia to Israel that had taken place in I forget how many decades. He lands in Israel. He goes to the Temple Mount. He has just come to fulfill King Solomon's prophecy, a stranger will pray toward the temple. He fulfilled that. Then he goes and meets in the next day and a half with the 12 sons of Jacob through Sarah. He meets with all the representatives of the 12 children of Jacob. Excluding the tribe of Dan, the tribe of Dan which went into the occult and has been banished from the purposes of God except for evil in the world presently. These, this, this tribe has been replaced by Manasseh. Manasseh has replaced him. Revelation chapter 7. The 12 tribes of Israel are mentioned. Dan is not mentioned. Then, Donald Trump, after he leaves Israel, he acknowledges the deaths that took place at the Holocaust. Now, he flies to meet the Pope. Christ is sending his representative to meet the children of Ishmael, the sons of Jacob, and as a born-again civil servant, he meets with the 12 tribes of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, being the prime minister at that time. He flies now to Rome. The Catholic people internationally, they don't really care about presidents. They only care about the Pope. So what? A president. Who's the president? Who's Putin? Who's Xi Jinping? Who's Trump? But when Trump flew to the Vatican, all the Catholic people internationally took notice. God is representing himself as a born-again believer to the Catholic people going to speak with the Pope who I do not believe is a believer. I believe the Vatican seat is empty. But Donald Trump goes to visit the 
great church of Thyatira. What? What am I talking about? Thyatira. Well, I'm going to read it to you. The Thyatira. <clears throat> the Catholic Church. The letter to Thyatira slash the Catholic Churches. This is what you must write to the angel of the church in America to the, well, to the church of Rome. I'm the son of God. My eyes are like flames of fire. My feet are like bronze. Listen to what I say. I know everything about you, including your love. This is a lampstand of God. This is one of the seven lampstands, but it's the church of Rome. I know everything about you, including your love, your faith, your service, how you have endured. I know you are doing more now than you've ever done before. But I still have something against you because of that woman, Jezebel. She calls herself a prophet. And you let her teach and mislead my servants to do immoral things, to eat food offered to idols. I gave her a chance to turn from her sins. She did not want to stop doing these immortal, these immoral things. So I am going to <clears throat> strike down the Catholic system. Everyone who does these immoral things with her will also be punished. These are the priests that are involved in all the perversion within Catholicism. I will even kill her followers. Then all the churches will see that I know everyone's thoughts and feelings. I will treat each of you as you deserve. Some of you in Thyatira don't follow Jezebel's teachings. You don't know anything about what her followers call the deep secrets of Satan. Many who are even listening to this program you don't know the deep things of Satan in the Catholic Church. They're evident, but you don't know them. And most of the Catholic people internationally don't know the deep things of Satan. So God says, I won't burden you down with any other commands. But until I come, you must hold firmly to the teachings you have. Jesus is the Son of God. I will give power over the nations to everyone who wins the victory and keeps on obeying me until the end. I will give each of them the same power my Father has given me. They will rule the nations with an iron rod, smash those nations to pieces like clay pots. I also give them the morning star. If you have ears to hear, listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. God intended... That is Revelation chapter 2, verse 18 to the end of the chapter. God is saying that he sent, he sent his civil servant, a believer, a president, the stranger, to the Catholic Church. Because the Catholic Church is one of his lampstands. God is so wise. He is just 
wise above all we can even understand. Then he flies to the G7. Here he goes and he meets with these nations in the G7. I'm trying to remember America, Britain, UK, uh, Japan, Germany, France. I think Canada was the other one. Because he's going to tell these people what the future holds for them. No, it was actually it was NATO, firstly. He went to NATO, to all the NATO nations. Then he goes to the G7. But to NATO, he told NATO, this is the, <clears throat> these NATO members, he says, you Muslim nations in NATO, you nations have to stand against and be a representative against radical Islam. Against radical Islam. You have to represent the Muslim people in a proper way. Who is this man to tell these Muslim nations in NATO what they must do? This is what why God sent him to tell them, just like he did King Solomon in Saudi Arabia. Islam will destroy your nations. Radical terrorism will destroy your nations. They're going to be destroyed. And in the NATO nations, you have to be the representatives of the Muslim community and stand against radical Islam. Then he goes to the G7. These nations that are basically West Western allies of the United States. That, uh, And here, in these two groups, NATO and G7, there are the families in the occult that rule these nations that are being spoken to by a believer. It's a warning from God that the occult world, <clears throat> just like God was speaking to Thyatira, God was going to speak to the occult world. He was going to speak to the occult world and did speak to the occult world. They don't like him. They're at war with him. So then he, he flies back to the United States to be ridiculed and to be mocked and the campaign to destroy him is in motion. This prophecy has taken place. It's coming to, coming to an end. The second prophecy is in Revelation chapter 17. The riddle, the great riddle for the American church. The riddle of seven kings. Donald Trump in the Old Testament... Donald Trump in the book of Revelation. The Christian people in this country 
don't know this prophecy because Satan is determined to hide it from the Christian people, from the world. It is Donald Trump's time is almost over. His political, his time in politics is coming to an end. Your friends may think you're nuts. You need to tell them about the riddle in Revelation chapter 17. The riddle is about the seven final presidents of the United States of America. The last seven presidents, all named right there. Seven administrations plus an additional administration, an eighth administration. One of the seven presidents resumes power a second time. This is a great prophecy for the church in America. This prophecy will be hidden from those people who are not teachable, who won't be, who, who know it all. The fear, the horror, the torment, the uh, psychological um, trauma is going to occur on the first day of the seven-year tribulation. On that day, the eighth president will be brought out and known, will be, will be revealed. Because that individual will sign an agreement with the nation of Israel. <clears throat> a president that will sign a treaty with death and hell. And it is uh, where maybe 12 to 15 months. I can't see it going beyond 15 months before we're in the tribulation. The Lord has given us prophecy to show us the future. And if he, if we are, if we desire to know the truth, God will reveal to us these, he'll open the, the what is hidden so we can see what is coming. This is no longer a time for Christian people to begin to build a big 3,800 square foot home. This is the time where the Christian people need to begin to take their spiritual walk more seriously than they've ever taken that uh, taken your walk before. The most important investment a Christian can make 
is in your spiritual walk with the Lord Jesus. No better investment. And Christ is speaking still to, to some degree in parables to His children. Because of this great apostasy, it will be, these prophecies will come, be accomplished, and the Christian people will not even, will not be aware until it's too late. But the prophecy in Revelation 10, uh, 17 verse 10, this prophecy is not, is not completely concluded, isn't completely concluded until after the Antichrist is thrown into the lake of fire with the false prophet. Antichrist, according to Revelation 17, is going to destroy the nation that he's the king over. The nation that he rules over, he will destroy with ten other powers. We won't be here. We will be with Christ. This nation will be completely destroyed. We believers will have been resurrected in the resurrection, the first resurrection, to the judgment seat of Christ, to be rewarded or to suffer loss. Not our eternal lives, just what we've done in this lifetime or what we have not done in this lifetime. We are at the end of the age. I didn't have time to go into Revelation 17.10 in depth. But I did want to again inform this audience. Donald Trump, the hatred, the gates of hell that have <clears throat> that have tried to hinder him, have hindered him is because he's the seventh king, the born again king. He is the one who will not go to perdition, the one who will has not fallen. The interpretation is starting with Carter to Obama or to Bill Clinton, the first five go they uh, they are fallen. And the word fallen implies like fallen angels. They have fallen from the possibility of redemption. The, redemp the redemption that only Christ gives. They have fallen. The sixth goes into perdition. So meaning there is eternal punishment with that individual also. <clears throat> but doesn't say that with Donald Trump because he is a born-again believer. I ask you to pray for me 
I need, I really need the Lord's counsel in the days to come. So if you would pray for me, I'd appreciate it and wisdom. Until next week, I ask God's great, great blessing, mercy upon you, that He will reveal all of His insights to you for your future. God bless you. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. 970-775-0623. Hi there, it's Kathy from J-Day's Appliance Sales and Service. I have a maintenance tip to keep your dryer in tip-top shape. Having good clearance in the back, not allowing the vent to be kinked, and check your outside vent for hot and heavy airflow. We're located at 132 East 7th Street, downtown Loveland. Call us at 970-669-1357. That's 669-1357. You can hear the roar, the roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC.